Welcome to Disciple Her, a part of the Replicate Podcast Network, where we will hear from discipleship trailblazers, Candy Gallaty and Julie Woodruff. With over 50 years of combined experience in discipling women, we'll discuss how we can equip leaders through discipleship. Here are your hosts, Candy and Julie. Hey, ladies, thank you for being a part of the Disciple Her podcast. We want to encourage you to find a few ladies and go through our Advent reading plan this month. It's three days a week, and you can sign up for text prompts by texting ADVENT to 98173. Also, we want to invite you to Long Haul of Christmas. Bring your family and friends and join us on Saturday, December 11th at 6 p.m. and Sunday, December 12th at our regular times, 8, 9.30, and 11.15. See you next week. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to Episode 3 of Disciple Her Podcast in our Advent series. I'm Candy Gallaty, and I'm here with Julie Woodruff. Julie, hey. how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. good. It's the most wonderful time of year. Yes. I say it every week, but yes. it's so but it really true. Is. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's just feeling all the things right now, right. or hopefully you are, yeah. right? And maybe this podcast is helping you too to mm-hmm. get into that that frame of mind and just kind of get some excitement around the the holidays and just really truly preparing your heart and your mind for what we are experiencing mm-hmm. right with um, Jesus's birth and then also his second coming. Mm-hmm. So this week we are going to be talking about preparation or what what does that look like to be in a season of waiting and the prophecy that we have in scripture that pointed to the birth of Jesus. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. But Exciting. before we get into that, Julie, a trivia. I think we got a little Bible trivia. I'm so excited about this because, man, did I mess it up last time. So I'm going to be asking okay. you the questions this time, sister. Okay. Here we go. The Gospels of Matthew, chapters 1 and 2. Okay. And Luke chapters one and two. Okay. Give us the most detail concerning the birth of Christ. Okay. How many mm. angelic encounters Ooh, total wow. Ooh, okay. are mentioned in those two accounts? Okay. From Matthew one and two okay. and Luke one and two. Correct. How many angelic encounters? Correct. Are mentioned. Are mentioned. Okay. I need to think about this. Okay, so we know. Gabriel comes to Mary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh gosh, we know Joseph has a dream where an angel of the Lord tells him something. But is in that Matthew one and two? We'll start going. Dun, or Luke dun, and one dun, and two. Dun, dun. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> so I would say. Okay, so we got. Oh man. Okay, shoot fire because now I don't know. Are all the accounts the same? It's a little pressure, isn't it? I get it. I'm going with five. I thought you're really close. Six. Yeah, six. Woo-hoo! Well, that's really good. Yeah, yeah okay. that was really good processing. That was the tricky part. Was wow. The tricky part was the double close. gospels. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Do I have another the last one? one? Okay, one more. Is this time for redemption? What was the name of Jesus's earthly grandfather? Earthly grandfather? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said when I read the question. I didn't come up with these, by the way. Wait. This is a really good question. Yeah. Okay. Think back. 
Jesus's earthly grandfather. Mm-hmm. So Joseph's his dad. Mm-hmm. Joseph's son of somebody. It's in that genealogy in Matthew. <laughs> okay, shoot. Shoot. I don't know my genealogy as good as I should. Okay. Oh, man. I really have no idea. Starts with a J. Is it Joseph? No. They weren't? Okay. His grandfather, earthly grandfather. Okay, don't tell me. Okay. It's not Jesse. It's not. Starts with a J. Um, oh, shoot. This is, is this a trick question? I don't know. Wait, don't tell me. Jay what? Jay what? What's Jacob. Second? Ah. Jacob. I don't, I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that either. Totally didn't uh, know that. Yeah. These wow. are kickers. Okay, Kayla, you've done a really Kayla good job. Kayla is the one giving us these and she is killing us both. In wow. The of this. I wonder how many of you listeners knew all that. Yeah. True. Test yourself. Yes. True. Whew, I need to ask Robbie these questions. Yes, you do. This would I be want so you fun. to and see what see if he knows. See if he knows. Yeah, we'll come back. Would you report to us next? I will week on that. I will. Okay. Um, we've been talking about different traditions and things that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. So let's talk about this one. Okay. Um, do you open presents on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning? Both. Both. Okay. So how well, many? Grow. No. Let me say. Let me take this. Okay. Back. Growing up. Mm-hmm. We open one okay. from our parents on Christmas Eve. Okay. And then the majority of presents we got on Christmas morning. Okay. Yeah. That's the way we did with our children, too. Okay. And now with our grandchildren, we do our family Christmas on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And then they do their families on Christmas morning. So yeah. that's similar to like us. Growing up, we opened our family presents on Christmas Eve and Uncle George's, Mm -hmm. like from our cousins and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then Christmas morning, we opened from mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And um, mom and dad would never let us open a present from them on Christmas Eve. Like it was a no-no. And so when I had kids, I'm like, y'all can open a present on Christmas Eve because I never got to open a present on Christmas Eve from my parents. So my boys now open one on Christmas Eve, and then we open the rest on Christmas morning. Well, that is a perfect um, lead-in, actually, to our discussion today, because mm-hmm, this week we're talking about preparation mm-hmm. or waiting mm-hmm. um, on the coming Jesus uh, to be born as a baby. And so um, mm-hmm. that's a perfect lead-in as we think about it. What What is a time, uh, Candy, in your life where you've been in seasons of waiting? Yeah. I mean, I have quite a few, I think. Um, one that really just kind of sticks out to me was when we were waiting to get pregnant. Mm. So Robbie and I were married for four years before we had rig and we actually had trouble conceiving. So there was a period, a long period of waiting Mm -hmm. and, and kind of wondering like, what, what is God doing? When is he going to come through on this for us? Mm -hmm. Is he going to come through on this for us? Mm -hmm. And so that was a season of just kind of unknown and just waiting, waiting on him Mm -hmm. and waiting on his timing Um, So that was, that's one. And then, you know, there's something I've been waiting on for 17 years Mm. that hasn't happened in the way in which I would like to see it. Um, My brother has um, a lung illness, and so Mm -hmm. he's been sick uh, for 17 years. Mm -hmm. So he got sick when he was 14, and he's now 30, 
31, or is he actually 32? He just turned 32, so 18 years. But I have been praying for just to see some healing in his life um, in different areas that I really haven't seen yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm still waiting on that. So I think there are some things that we wait for that maybe are resolved or we get answers to or they we move on from that. And then there are other things where maybe that's not the case. Yeah. And we're still waiting. Yeah. And there are all kinds of types. You mentioned pregnancy. Maybe you're praying for someone uh, in your family to be saved and you haven't Mm -hmm. seen that or... We've experienced different seasons, you know, of ministry where uh, we've had to wait on things that we wanted to see happen sooner and, and they didn't. Maybe even in your marriage or maybe you're single and wanting to be married and, and you're waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, there are all kinds of ways that we wait. And I'm, I'm sure as you're listening to this today, you're thinking about those different things, even in your own life. But we also see waiting in Scripture. Yes. Yeah, we do. And, you know, there's a lot of different examples of waiting in Scripture. It might not be situations where you've been told to wait every single time, but there are seasons of waiting. And one of the largest seasons or periods of time that we see in Scripture of a waiting is the 400 years of silence Mm -hmm. that takes place after Malachi and before the New Testament, Mm -hmm. you know, before John the Baptist comes on the scene Mm -hmm. and breaks the silence. Mm -hmm. So there are 400 years of a waiting period that we see in Scripture. Yeah, I mean, that's a long time, a long time to not hear the voice of God. Mm -hmm. So, Jules, why don't you read the, okay. one of our passages, because I feel like it lends itself perfectly to what we're talking about. Yeah, Isaiah 40, verses 3 through 5, um, says this, A voice of one crying out, Prepare the way of the Lord in the wilderness. Make a straight highway for our God in the desert. Every valley will be lifted up, and every mountain and hill will be leveled. The uneven ground will become smooth, and the rough places a plain. I love this. And the glory of the Lord will appear, and all humanity together will see it, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And I mean, that, you know, is is telling us that somebody is going to be coming yes. that is going to prepare the way. And we yes. know that that was fulfilled in John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Um you know, preaching in the wilderness and and saying, you know, the time has come, you mm-hmm. know, and that Jesus is here. And I just think, I mean, it's like the Calvary has arrived. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like all this anticipation and finally the silence is over. Yes. And and there's breakthrough and Jesus is here. And I think there are so many examples in scripture. Like I know, think about when Moses went up on the mountain back in the Old Testament yeah. to receive the law. And he's up there for 40 days and nights, I believe. And instead of the people waiting on him to come back down, do y'all remember what did they do? Yeah. Yeah. They, they have a complete their own idols, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. They're having like golden just calf. the the biggest party mm-hmm. and then they they create a golden calf and they all these things they get themselves into so much trouble because it was taking a little bit longer than they thought it should mm-hmm. and they didn't know what had become of this Moses man, mm-hmm. you know? And so that was that's a period of waiting where they did the wrong things, yeah. right? 
And there are other times, like in Scripture, where we know in the Babylonian captivity that God says, hey, this is going to be a while. Mm-hmm. So you're going to buy houses, and you're going to plant gardens, and you're going to basically live where you're going to be going in captivity. So there are times that we see that just because we're in a waiting period doesn't mean we're not supposed to live or do the things that we know we're supposed to do. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And one of our favorite passages is in Acts chapter one, Mm -hmm. when Jesus tells the disciples to wait for Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read it because it's just such a great passage. But um, Acts chapter one, Verse four, I think I'm going to read all the way to um, verse eight, but it says, while he was with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the father's promise, which he said, you have heard me speak about for John baptized you with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit in a few days. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, are you restoring the kingdom to Israel at this time? Here's a quick, good, this is a good one. He said to them, it is not for you to know. Yeah the times or the periods that the Father has set up by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So we see here, he tells them to wait. Yeah, You're going to wait for this. And then later he, they said, are, when are you, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said, it's not for you to know. Yeah, You're waiting Yeah, again. That's right. You're going to be waiting on this and you're not necessarily going to know the answer. Um, to this. So we all will find ourselves in times and periods of waiting. And honestly, we're all waiting right now for the Mm -hmm. second coming of Christ. We're all in that. Mm -hmm. We're all in that together, Mm -hmm. waiting. But waiting doesn't mean doing nothing. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, I heard uh, a definition one time uh, talking about the difference between in our waiting. Are we expectant or is there an expectancy? And the difference is this. When we are expectant about something, we expect it to happen the way we want it to happen, don't mm-hmm. we? Like we would like to say, okay, Lord, we'd like to see you return this day, do it this way, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is in our life. Right. Um, and and almost always when we have, uh, when we're expectant, we're disappointed because it doesn't turn out just the way we thought it mm-hmm. was going to happen. It's good. But expectancy is there's this hope, there's this waiting, there's this expectancy that it's going to happen. We know Jesus is coming back. That's right. We just don't know when it's going to happen. And so there was prophecy in the Old Testament that said he's coming and this expectancy was the Messiah will be born. Mm-hmm. You know, now many missed it. But mm. even in that time of silence, uh, you know, God was working. He was doing his thing. And then um, we see in the Gospels that the way ended. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's so good. And I mean, you may you may find yourself right now in that season of waiting. And we want to encourage you that you can be in that season of waiting but still have hope, Yes, still be um, preparing, you know, mm-hmm. for what the Lord is doing and what you're waiting upon. And as we've seen in Scripture, in the waiting, you continue to do what you need to do. You know, like when the when they were in captivity, they lived life, right? even though they were in that period. So we have to continue to do the same yes. thing um, in this season, whether you're waiting to be reunited mm-hmm. with someone in heaven, mm-hmm. whether you're waiting for 
your prodigal son or daughter Mm -hmm. to come home and for them to be, um, you know, reconciled to the family. I mean, anything that you're waiting on, Mm -hmm. you know, there is hope in Jesus Christ. And I would say continue to wait patiently and pray about that and just see how the Lord will work in your life, um, especially throughout this season as we're looking forward to the birth that we're going to celebrate and also um, the anticipation that we have of Jesus coming again as we're all waiting. Mm -hmm. Um, Julie, any final words before we wrap up on week two of preparation? You know, we we don't put a timetable or a mm-hmm. limit on God because we can know and be confident in the fact that he's working that's even right. in our waiting. And that's that there's confidence in that. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And I think what you said about being expectant or that expectancy, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we can put our expectations mm-hmm. on other people and we can put our expectations on God. Yeah. And um, we shouldn't do that. That's right. You know, he, he knows, he knows what's best. And so, if we put our expectations and we have them, we are going to be disappointed mm-hmm. because it's not often that everything's going to work out just how we think it should. Right. Right. And he knows way better than we do. That's right. So um, we can wait upon him. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. Yeah. So good. So. All right, ladies. Well, we will talk to you again next week as we continue in our Advent series. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.